0: This is Saturday Morning Mysteries,
1: and we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace.
0: Hi, party people, and welcome back to another Saturday Morning Mysteries. We're your hosts, Grace and Alexis, and we're here to tell you more true crime cartoons. Cartoon crimes. Yeah, true. (laughs) Air true quotations yes. true in our hearts and minds <laughs> yes.
1: the most important place for something to exist <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um and we're still on darkwing duck we've got a couple more uh darkwing duck episodes and then we're uh moving on to another cartoon which we will not tell you about yet but we have already picked it so it's a surprise. Ooh.
1: But yeah, this time we, like Grace said, we have actually picked it this time. Uh-huh. We we do know we're not just going to choose on the fly, but we are certain that you all will love it just as mm-hmm. much as we do. And we are excited to switch it up, but obviously not today. A few more episodes left. Not today, not next week, not the week yeah. after. The week
0: after that. <laughs> yeah, or the week at after. At some that. point. I don't know. Just yeah, at some point. If you're a subscribed, new show like you'll get the notification when there's a new one. The new show. And
1: now that you mention it, I will actually take that opportunity to say if you are still sticking with us these couple of <laughs> minutes so far into the episode, please like, share, subscribe, next. drop a comment. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, next to the subscribe button, click the notifications bell so that you're mm-hmm. notified anytime that we post videos. We do our main episodes here and also have bonus content. We want to make sure you catch it all. And if you're listening on a podcast, like leave a review. You know, yeah. on a podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever. Okay. So that way it kind of like helps other people find us who uh mm-hmm. aren't just our friends and family who we force <laughs> to listen to this podcast. It'll, yeah,
0: who have no choice. Share it to, to the love masses. Us. Yes. <laughs> um uh <laughs> did I know on an earlier episode we mentioned like oh hi but our only listeners are our moms probably listening together which like hi moms because we definitely hi, both are listening yes. but they did finally actually like listen and I'm pretty sure both of their feedback was just like you girls <laughs> I think that's like what they said yeah, to us like, it, yeah it was something you like, you like, are so um, funny and that's it It was
1: like uh we love our daughters <laughs> yeah. and that's it and
0: then like <laughs> In reality, that like was their feedback to us. It was yes, just like, pretty much, like, oh, you too.
1: I will say, when I first told my mom that we were doing this, I explained the overall like theme and idea of the podcast, and I'm uh-huh. pretty sure her response was like, "That's so avant-garde." <laughs> yeah, that's she
0: said. You remember
1: when I told you that? Oh my god, that song. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Cool. I, I think that's a compliment. Wow. I mean, like, ju- as, as an artiste, I do find that as a compliment. <laughs> yes. But as just like a normal person, I'm like, damn. That means that what we're doing is confusing and weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Backhanded uh, insult from yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Damn. No, I took it as a compliment though, and I think it holds true. We are doing something very different and uh against the grain, so that to speak, good. with this podcast. Which is why you should subscribe share it with your family and friends or strangers. Um, and yeah, you enjoy. will seem like
0: the most cultured because people will know you're listening to an avant-garde uh, yeah. podcast. They're going to be like, whoa, that person is fancy AF. Wow, that is highbrow.
1: Yes. Give that and person some money.
0: of highbrow, <laughs> Alexis is going to tell us an episode of yeah, Darkwing so Duck going now. To
1: raise my eyebrows. But I, I assume will be story. highbrow
0: which actually I may be
1: doing, and it will be a little highbrow because I'm going to do, I'm going to try something a little bit different here today, partially because I've been very busy over the past couple of weeks, and <laughs> okay. partially because I also just want to like switch up our storytelling here a Ooh. little bit. So rather than kind of, you know, straight up retelling an entire episode of Darkwing Duck, I'm going to instead do a bit of a character profile on one of the many villains who has been depicted in the show. Okay. And so I'm doing this because as far as I can tell, the villain only appears in one episode of the entire series. Like she kind of pops up and then is never seen again, but her one appearance does bring quite an icy situation right to Mm. St. Kennard's front door, or perhaps, Perhaps St. Kennard's basement. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so oh, yes. It's like what another like,
0: underground city Seattle situation.
1: Damn it. You have well, there's the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm done. No, it's not. There is a lot of underground components to the episode, but it's okay. not an underground city. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess I like these episodes where we go beneath the earth's uh surface every now and again. Um, so what villain will I be discussing today, you may ask.
0: What villain will you be discussing today? I I'm ask. glad
1: you asked. Thank you. Today <laughs> uh-huh. I am going to tell you about the legend of the Saint Kennard Ice Queen, Isis Vanderchill. Isis
0: <laughs> Vanderchill. And Whoa, so that is uh, a power name. Isn't it a power
1: name? And um, yeah, due to the already I've made a lot of like temperature-related puns, so I think. You know, we can guess already in the first few minutes that uh, this villain is going to have a chilling presence on Darkwing's <laughs> crime-fighting <laughs> journey and perhaps some temperature-related powers that she brings to the mm. table. So real quick though, we'll back up and say that the one episode where we see Isis Vanderchill in Darkwing Duck is in season one, episode 26, if you're watching Disney+, Plus, I guess episode mm-hmm. 28, if you're going by the, the broadcast date, and the episode is titled "Entitled All's Fahrenheit in Love and War."
0: Amazing,
1: <laughs> really quick. Please, I have yes. to
0: say, and I didn't realize this until yeah, like picking episodes. Like the first, you know, there there's some like good like episode titles at the start, but like the writers, like once you hit like past episode fifteen, like the beautiful cultural pun references and like pop culture references of yes. the titles are magnificent including this one because that's a great title
1: including this one i think uh one of my recent episodes was called hush hush sweet charlatan which is a play on the movie hush hush sweet charlotte yeah, they've mm-hmm. had at uh, Beauty great. and the Beat even at the like at the very beginning, classic. like you said, not not post episode fifteen or whatever, but still just classic. And yep. yeah, so we've all heard the phrase "all is fair in love and war." And when I was watching this, I was like, "Wait, what is that actually from?" So I did have to like nerd out and look it up. It's from a 1578 romantic didactic story. <laughs> apparently, I don't know you've you've you Euphues, Eupheus, i don't know a very old i didn't story. understand a
0: word you just said to me <laughs> i didn't understand a word i just wrote i understood <laughs>
1: 1578 in romantic didactic is some sort of storytelling model if you're right. a lit nerd and or like an english major i don't know drop in the comments what a didactic is <laughs> what kind of story or like prose that is i'm not sure um <laughs> Anyway, so yes, that is actually from like a old, very, very old classic piece of literature. Again, I don't know what didactic means. So I don't, I don't know. know like, when I did the printing press book, get
0: invented? Poem, is it a piece of a literature? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was published, though. It was something okay, that yeah. was published according to Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, I just always, for some reason, my mind immediately thought it was like, yeah, like that was probably from some Shakespearean thing, right? Like all is fair and love and war. I don't know. No, it came from this really, I don't whatever it is from a a book though yeah it came from a thing if you were ever wondering that's the thing so I've Uh, learned
0: nothing about where this phrase came from still I'm still just as in the dark
1: you're gonna have to like replay rewind and like slow it down so much to like hear every syllable of what I said and even still I I don't even know I'm not gonna get Um, it but anyway so Let's talk about Isis Vanderchill here, and I'm going to briefly describe her appearance as you'll see her in the episode, Um, but keeping in mind that I'm going to do like a deeper character profile on her I've got some some creative liberties that I'm throwing in here and some embellishments, AKA, as we like to call it, wild speculation speculation. that I'm throwing into her background story, because again, she only appears in this one episode. So I figure me doing this won't like raise any continuity errors or anything (laughs) in the overall Darkwing Duck story Mm. arc. So um, if you're watching this episode in modern day, you'll see Isis is a very large uh, and I'm going to call her AC, by the way, because so you keep saying to ISIS say ISIS and, like, like flagging thousand, our podcast exactly. video the CIA and FBI is already in our inboxes. <laughs> yeah. They're already monitoring these videos. I don't need ISIS to be said like 5000 times. So yeah, the exactly. ice queen, a.k.a. Icy, she is a very <laughs> big duck um she's got like blue tinted feathers or skin I guess whatever I think she's wearing like nice jewelry and pearls and has Mm. like a blue she's
0: iced out if you will she's
1: iced out this woman (laughs) iced out head to toe she's got like a blue uh tutu and like ballet kind of outfit on okay yeah very classy so almost like a nutcracker type looking thing maybe oh, but she, has okay. like, she also has like a bowl cut and like bangs in her face so I don't know but like a lot of makeup so she's like mostly glamorous but also like kind of awkward they have
0: bowl yeah cuts. what is that I don't
1: know um but again I'm doing a backstory of her so don't imagine her as blue and big and all of this as I tell some of the earlier parts mm, of her okay. tale it's not until later that she transforms into like a literal oh. iced out ice queen okay so, got it how did the ice queen come about and even more importantly to our podcast how, how did, did she, she
0: cross, get paths? I mean, <laughs> cross paths? I mean cross paths <laughs>
1: wing duck. where the fuck did that bowl cut come from girl? <laughs> these are the things our viewers really need
0: to know Or our I would like needs to, to know. <laughs> I would like for you to add that it weave that in somehow to like this backstory of like what what was her mo- at the end of the episode? We'll figure out what the motivation for the bull cut was. For the bull cut is.
1: Yeah. I'll try to weave that in like off the cuff as I go through this. Great. Damn, wish I would have <laughs> thought about that before when I was writing. Um, so anyway, no. So the real question is, how does she cross paths with our favorite crime fighting waterfowl, aka DW, and LP? So Isis was born and raised in the city of St. Kennard. And, you know, she had two loving parents, which for the sake of today's episode, we'll just call Mr. and Mrs. Vanderchill. I was creative enough to think of this whole backstory, not creative enough to think think of names for
0: her parents. That's fine, that's fine.
1: But anyway, so her parents, you know, they were very loving, very supportive of ISIS, but unfortunately they had to kind of scrap to make ends meet. It was a Mm. paycheck to paycheck kind of situation because they essentially only owned and operated this nice little ice shop and corner store in St. Canard known as Vanderchill Ice. Mm. And Isis always, you know, when she was little, she had a very, like a charismatic and showboaty kind of over the top presence. Like she wanted to be involved in drama classes and Mm. in ballet and dance and theater and just all of this stuff. She was very, very into the entertaining sort Mm. of, uh, line of work. And so her parents, though, they were obviously supportive and they capitalized on this, like, okay, well, if Mm. she wants to do this, she has all of this energy. We may as well enter her into beauty pageants and cotillions Uh-oh. and talent shows and okay. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It'll be a dance like, mom's oh, situation yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, Uh-oh. and anyway, so they, they enter her into all sorts of contests where she is essentially judged based on nothing more than her physical appearance and you know, random talents and charisma oh. that she happens to have. And so I see she participated in these contests for like more than a decade winning a lot of them or you know placing in like the top three and actually becoming somewhat of like a famous figure in the area becoming known truly as the ice Mm. queen for constantly winning these pageants and being in all these amazing you know ballet performances and everything Mm. And so even like as a teenager or a young girl getting this notoriety folks from all around st canard would come into town and or come into the the store and visit vanderchill ice to get her autograph get pictures oh, wow. and everything and yeah like truly though kind of like dance mob situation where like these little girls become actually famous and known yeah. around the country for essentially just putting their faces on tv and winning competitions and whatnot <laughs> Um, but it worked well for the family because on one hand, Isis got to, you know, exert her energy and live out her dream on the stage mm-hmm. and captivating the hearts and the minds of all of these audience members and the family business actually was doing well because of it. Cause people would come into town literally just to like go there to okay. their corner store. Go for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My main <laughs> thought of just like the fact that people would like come to town to see her, that she was like so well known i don't know obviously in this episode if we ever like actually see her performing at all but my immediate thought was in my last episode about how the cockroach mime was blowing the mind like, <laughs> <saying laughs> that i'm like how good actually was she
1: <laughs> like, like shit, if, if that is what is like what good entertainment standards? to them. Oh, yeah. God. What was his name? I'm so mad. Uh, Meriwether. Meriwether. <laughs> thank you. I knew the cockroach like Merryweather, Meriwether the cockroach. Yeah. Like, yeah, goodness. like was she actually good so i will yeah, say anyways. you don't see her you don't see her full out perform and also this this is all creative liberties here nowhere in the episode does it say that like people care. visited her. yeah but yeah aka it's real this is canon in my head it um is <laughs> yeah so uh you do every now and again see her do like quick little twirls and dances and like she actually may have been a good ballerina i okay. will admit um okay. <laughs> now I don't know if she was Mary Weather, the mine the mining cockroach good, but but she definitely had some promise because okay. as I said, she was really winning these pageants. Um, a lot of them had cash prizes. So on the one hand, people were coming into town to visit the corner store, but also like Yeah, they were bringing in some cash by exploiting Mm. their daughter on on stage and in pageants and yes, Mm -hmm. all of that, letting her be judged based on her physical appearance. Um, Anyway, but soon, you know, hard times would fall on the town of St. Canard as they do almost everywhere in America or in whatever uh, country sorry, St. Canard is (laughs) in. And, you know, as we've talked about in our previous episodes, this is obviously a crime-ridden town. Uh And so let's just assume that like some group of criminals working with foul bankrupted the town, you know, maybe washing out all of the money in their (laughs) banks or something. I don't know. Something like that. It essentially, right. It essentially led to the St. Canardian economy, you Know, being turned on its head, which wow. obviously less money to spend, less petty cash in people's pockets. The last place you're probably going to be going is this little corner store, especially mm. driving all the way into town just to visit the ice queen of St. Canard. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the bad economy led to bad business for the Vanderchills. In meanwhile, though, as the economy was taking this tumble, pageants and talent shows were also canceled or postponed. Mm-hmm. And Icy was like getting older and getting rusty because she wasn't Ooh. putting herself on stage because so many you know, little organizations and theaters had shut down due to the turn in the economy. Mm-hmm. And she started to like get older and realize that she really hadn't set her up for set herself up for any career prospects outside of this pageant and competition industry mm. and so she decided to kind of or she didn't really decide to she ended up kind of putting the blame on herself for her family's business thinking oh I should have you know maybe focus more on the business side. And simultaneously, I also am unable to do these competitions, which were clearly the only reason why people were coming to visit us in the first place. The extra winning money was, you know, helping us kind of at least keep our shelves stocked and stuff like that. So she really took this out on herself rather than like, Looking at the bigger picture and seeing that there were like clear economic and societal right. issues taking place like in Saint a sixteen-year-old
0: or fifteen-year-old is yeah. not understanding like a recession or like <laughs> something like that,
1: <laughs> or just like yeah, how businesses have like up and down. Yeah, to, like <laughs> this, this is life, girl. Get used to it. Yeah, but no, the young and vain ice queen decided to instead uh, invest the remainder of her pageant fortune on this rare and risky surgery slash experiment that essentially would freeze her appearance or at least her like her face Uh in place. And she did this because she was like, well, you know, the economy, maybe she did slightly understand recession. She knew Mm. like the economy may pick back up eventually and pageants will come back and I'll need to be ready to compete. Mm. So I better freeze my face now before I get even older. Mm. And that way, when the time is right, I can get back to winning these, these competitions. But Uh, (laughs) as we all know, not (laughs) only from Scooby-Doo, but also from Darkwing and just from living life generally, (laughs) rare and risky experiments often go just oh so well for our Uh main and supporting characters. No, (laughs) no, they don't. No No. problems (laughs) ever here. We're good and the episode's over yeah oh cool an experiment that literally no one has ever had done before ever yes yeah. sign me up I know it's going to go exactly the way that I and plan on it this going. is how
0: Botox was created and now she's a billionaire
1: <laughs> yeah and also yeah the concept for her whole experiment slash surgery is just Botox but like <laughs> if it literally froze your face I guess yeah. rather than injecting something and you just like freeze it it'll stay forever
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, as our little joking here has probably already kind of <laughs> clued you in on the procedure backfired. So
0: did it go <laughs> up? No. How oh, dare science,
1: sense. how dare science do races. <laughs> how dare. So yeah, unfortunately, as a result of this botched experiment, rather than ISIS's face or see, the ice queen's face being frozen in place, her blood turned to ice. Pretty, <laughs> A pretty unfortunate side effect Big if ice. you ask me. That would not be good. So as a result of the experiment, she is now unable to keep warm. And oh. I'm saying like, no matter the climate or conditions in which she rests. So which by apparently, Watching this episode had me thinking like, huh? What, what are some of the hottest places in the world? Like could she withstand? Yeah. So I looked it up online, several sources, including travel and leisure, popular mechanics and the manual.com and also like Wikipedia kind of all say that death Valley, California is the, or one of the hottest places in the world with um, a recorded temperature. And I think it was like 1913 of 134 degrees Fahrenheit al uh but yeah. other places because obviously that was just like one recording but other places include kabili tunisia flaming mountains china and dalau oh. ethiopia so okay if you, wonder, if you like it hot put those on your track i wonder list, what y'all. the
0: the two of those places china and then what was the second place you said
1: the second place was Flaming Mountains, China. Literally, that's the name <laughs> Flaming Mountains. Well, I'm
0: thinking of the other two that uh were oh, probably Ka- in like
1: Kabilis, a different... Tunisia.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the that Lao, means
1: Ethiopia. in yeah. both
0: of those languages because like Death Valley, Flaming Mountain, they were like, we're letting you fucking know what's up here. I'm like, I've driven it's through Death Valley. Yeah, it feels oh, like yeah. a Death Valley while you're there for sure. <laughs> so I'm wondering, through, like
1: with the AC on and windows up. Yeah. Full blast. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I wonder what the other two mean, if they're also just like, you will burn alive here. Welcome.
1: Um, and there were a lot of other places on these lists too. Those were just like four that I picked. Mostly I had to put the Flaming Mountains one in there because Flaming it's called fucking Flaming Mountains. That's <laughs> awesome. Badass. Um, yeah. But... Anyway, so in addition to not uh, being able to like keep warm at all and no matter what climate or temperature she's in, I, I see also now gains this like overall aura of cold, where like, anywhere she walks, it just like starts snowing or Mm. like ice just kind of like forms around her and she can, you know, blow ice or like cold air out of her mouth and shoot icicles from her fingers. So like clearly inspired by Mr. Freeze or Killer Frost from Mm. DC Comics, or if you read Marvel Comics, um, uh, Iceman, aka Bobby Drake, Drake. Drake will tie in there, Drake Mallard. (laughs) Um, yeah, where she just has like powers of you know ice control, kind of temperature manipulation in a sense. Yeah, will she use her powers for good or evil? Probably wouldn't
0: be an episode if she used them for good. good. Yeah, (laughs) so she
1: probably would be DW's sidekick if she was using (laughs) them for good. No, no, so she gets this procedure, these side effects come about and obviously anywhere she goes now ice is ice follows she freezes everything over in her path and she's trying to like kind of live a normal life again her Mm. family they're supporting of her i don't think they really knew she was going to get this procedure and like use all of the remainder of her winning spend her all the money <laughs> on this totally risky obviously soon to yeah. fa- or like at that time was soon to fail experiment uh but they still wanted to support her and they knew that this could be an opportunity perhaps for her to help continue to rebuild the family's failing business because hmm. again this is like an ice store and corner store so they're like all right hey like help us make more ice i guess people still need ice even in a recession (laughs) and it actually kind of helped like she helped them kind of rehab the whole operation into a larger factory and warehouse and they started producing more ice to send around the whole area rather than Mm. just locally selling stuff to people in st canard
0: this is using them for good yeah it turned around a
1: little bit yeah so for the moment at the moment (laughs) at the moment And not too far later, though, or not Uh too much later, the town was pretty wary of accepting, you know, such a dangerous or potentially dangerous individual into the local business community. Because again, she's literally freezing everything in her path. So it's like, hey, Chamber of Commerce meeting, let's go. And everyone's (laughs) frozen to death and they Uh, can't get minutes out. Yeah, Yeah. So some side effects that maybe aren't actually good for the locals, even though this booming business is kind of helping to bring things back to normal for the business community. And as a side effect, you know, I mentioned possibly like freezing over people at the Chamber of Commerce meeting. Mm -hmm. There were also some incidents where maybe she froze other prominent people at just meetings that they were having right at Vanderchill Ice Factory. Uh And accidents would kind of occur because it can be dangerous having frozen things around you, perhaps workplace (laughs) incidents slipping on ice while trying to like transport massive containers of ice around around excuse me and unfortunately there was a very bad accident where some machinery froze over and malfunctioned Uh and kind of destroyed a portion of the factory where her parents were working (sighs) and i'm sorry but my creative embellishments have led me to decide that isis's parents killed due to an accident that she created or that oh, I should be caused. laughing at that I know so, but it's all fake it's totally made up it's, I'm sorry to bring it here
0: <laughs> I, get creative, I, damn I it. love it but yeah,
1: I, do I have you on the edge of your seat I don't yes. know yikes trauma and so because she just really doesn't have control of these powers you know like she can make ice and stuff but if she gets angry then maybe she accidentally freezes something a little too much or maybe she points her fingers and accidentally freezes a machine rather than mm. threatening someone by like freezing a piece of paper on the wall i don't know but Very unfortunately, elsa <laughs> very yeah maybe Elsa was inspired by Isis (laughs) and the backstory that wasn't in the
0: episode but they knew you'd come up with eventually
1: they knew they're like some random person named Alexis is gonna think of this and (laughs) Uh now um so yes unfortunately due to her inability to control her powers her parents died shortly after you know, this botched experiment, even though things were going so well for the business. But after her parents' death, she decided she needed to keep their business going, keep their memory strong. She she really didn't want to blame herself for the death. I mean, obviously she was the most proximate cause, <laughs> but she like she had just so much love and support from her parents that she couldn't really bring herself to believe that it was all her fault. And so she's also so like, wild. She was
0: like St. Canardian economic collapse. My fault. My fault. Nothing to do with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it. My parents' death from a frozen machine. Not my fault. Not my fault. Very selective.
1: No worker who I was actually angry at and who I was trying to prove a point to. Your fault. fire all of these extra workers (laughs) I don't need them and she kind of like pushed herself into a position of self-isolation and you know obviously this with just rumors going around town which I guess isn't a rumor if it's actually true that she killed her parents you know just she was essentially painted as a social pariah yeah
0: isolation
1: (laughs) damn well I think we may have a word for our for the title of this
0: episode,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't let that one queen. go. That was excellent. Well done, and awesome. Missed opportunity, anyway. Missed, very missed. But hey, that's it. You pick it up. You pick I got it up. You. So yeah, she was a social pariah now, and she banished everyone from the factory. She couldn't work with anyone else. She thought that she had to mm. do it all on her own. The business community is like a we cannot risk any more death or any more ruined chamber of commerce meetings <laughs> i see you gotta go oh, shit. so and yeah she didn't have her parents around to support and protect her anymore from all of mm. these people who were clearly wary of her so she left and she had to go to pretty much the only place where she felt comfortable as i said before it had to be like the hottest of the hottest temperature or climate uh. on earth uh she actually had to go beneath the surface of the earth into a magma cave <laughs> that i guess was either in like the crust or the mantle i don't know but she somehow has access to this like giant cave which has like these like volcanic pits of magma just shooting there? up. i don't well i will kind of explain in a second okay it doesn't quite make sense, but it's like directly underneath huh? Vanderchill Ice Factory, by the oh. way. I, I, well, like, there's actually a very, even more convenient path to get there, as I will say shortly. But okay. so yeah, while, while she's down there also, though, I'll just I'll add like later in the episode when DW and LP, I'll bring them in momentarily, but they're down there talking to her at one point. And she's just like casually enjoying snacks of like, Magma fired rocks. <laughs> she has like a coal like oven in in this She's massive cave. She like opens it up and like pulls this plate of like rocks on fire out and just like pops them in her <laughs> mouth, just like snacking on them. <laughs> literally, that's all that her icy blood can take. I guess oh my God. it's just very funny. Like the life she lives down <laughs> there, like almost kind of like a life of luxury. Yeah. If you could survive like living surrounded by like magma,
0: like, like, I'm kind of into rock. it. I yeah,
1: don't, don't sure. dislike
0: her necessarily so far.
1: So far, so far you don't dislike her. And I'm I'm trying to paint her as like more of a positive person. Yeah. But that changes literally in my she does, yes, she has a bulkhead at this point. She does. So and as part I of the surgery. That, I say that because literally the next line is where everything changes for ice. <laughs> so I love that you said that you love her right now, because literally the line that I have next, like she becomes vengeful.
0: <laughs> because she tried because like no the business community kicked her out. And no one would also like serve her in the business community. So the barber shop wouldn't serve her. So she had to give herself a haircut, which is we learned during anything during the pandemic, it was don't give yourself bangs by yourself. Me, you know, and no, that no. bitch Just let them grow out,
1: handle it later.
0: Nah, yeah, she gave herself bangs. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. gave herself bangs that turned into the bowl cut and thus the path of vengeance. And, you know, she just, she couldn't
1: get a mirror to hold behind (laughs) her. So she just had to guesstimate and just take it straight back and it did not work. (laughs) And she looked at herself when she finally did get a mirror and she started to immediately plot her revenge. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That <laughs> haircut, man,
1: banished me. Changed everything with this horrible haircut. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the barber's fault. My business nearly saved the town. All of this, I accidentally kill my parents, and this is the thanks
0: I give <laughs> A double um, murder, and this is what they do to me. This is what they
1: do, aka what I do to myself because I can't <laughs> yeah. find a mirror. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, so power. Yeah.
1: And um just like that, we literally see like a 180 in Isis's essential, like in her world view and her perspective on life. Mm. Um literally <laughs> unable to have boiling blood, like her blood cannot boil. So she has all of this pent-up anger <sighs> over her her banishment and her god-awful bowl cut. And <laughs> you know, she, she pleads vengeance. She's like, I am going to get back at these motherfuckers for what they've done to me, slash what I've done to myself, but (laughs) I'm too narcissistic to admit. Um, She
0: was raised in the pageant world and literally her parents were like taking advantage of the fact that, I mean, her entire life was based on her looks. So maybe that bull cut really We're going to come back to this at the end, Grace, because I'm I'm (laughs) going to ask for
1: your feedback on on all of this, generally speaking. We'll come back to that and why I felt the need to uh, Mm -hmm. include her pageant history in the creative embellishments or the wild Mm -hmm. speculation of my script writing here. So yeah, so Issa, she was very vengeful and she wanted to see the regular world again. She wanted to walk the streets of St. Canard and wear those fine clothes that she was so used to wearing and to dance and sing and perform for people and to fall in love and meet the man of her dreams to sweep her off of her feet but none of this was possible because again she was a social pariah and her unfortunate condition in fact forced her to remain literally in a magma cave so she dwelled in the fires of this quaint cave and she grew even lonelier over the years and she began to lose even more sight of the needs of others so we've all already said she's a narcissist and Uh-oh. she is so like very you know self self uh, interested and yeah. yeah a whole upbringing in the pageant world and just performing for others so she started to think well how can I protect myself from the cold, cold surface world. Like what can I do so that Mm. I can be comfortable up there? Not, Uh you know, paying any attention to what other people need. Mm -hmm. And she's thinking of things that she likes, like different ways that she can can concoct some sort of experiment or yeah another experiment she's very trustworthy of science when she really shouldn't be at this point Uh um but she's trying to just think of things that she likes or things that she's understanding of and good at that she can kind of mix with the science to help her get back on the surface world Mm -hmm. and a magma powered light bulb goes off in her head (laughs) Uh she re she like she remembers Sorry, I don't know why I just kind of, I'm like (laughs) laughing, I'm thinking ahead at the way I want to say this. So, okay. She remembers like a few days perhaps of her high school chemistry class and is like, huh, one of these most precious metals in the world that I am just oh so obsessed with happens to be the ultimate conductor of heat, gold, gold, baby. Again, oh duck. Gets us really talking about science here. Gold is an amazing conductor of wow. energy, and I'm not going to go too deep into it because we have a science teacher as a friend who will totally school me and tell me how I am wrong when she listens. <laughs> oh, to I got excited that you're going to point out that will. like
0: she'll teach us the science one day. But no, yeah, she's oh, just tell us we're also
1: wrong. that, Lenny. Also, I hope you will teach us the science behind why gold is a good conductor of oh, heat. I didn't as far as gold. I know, yeah, yeah. So it's not the best. Apparently, silver and other stuff is like generally like a a faster conductor lenny Mm -hmm. correct me please on all of these terms but (laughs) gold can hold in heat longer so it's more efficient even though it's not exactly it's not like a faster transition but it's more stable and it'll hold the heat longer things i learned from dark winged duck that i absolutely did not learn in high school chemistry class again Mm -hmm. lenny Come on and correct us soon, please. Anywhere, correct me. Rather, (laughs) Grace is like, I didn't say anything wrong. I'm not saying shit. Yeah, I'm just, uh. Anyway, Uh. so Isis decides, or remembers first, that gold has this amazing ability. And she decides Uh that, huh, maybe I could just like coat a bunch of objects in gold, and then it would absorb all of the heat for prolonged periods of time, and it would warm the environment around me. In addition to also like lavishly blinging out all of her surroundings, which we talked about before, icing out all of her shit. That's that ice queen, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, enter in my mind like this hilarious slash very detailed and also somewhat serious montage of icy doing like lab experiments. (laughs) Drawing schematics of like machinery and whatnot, like in the depths of this magma. But also, cave, she has you know,
0: no like... background in it, so Is like that... they're all bad. Like shit's
1: blowing up, like getting destroyed, and she like <laughs> has no clue what she's doing. Uh-uh. But somehow, who knows how many years she's been in this magma cave working these experiments? True, because somehow she is able to actually come up with a patent-pending reflecto coat
0: that wait so I'm oh, sorry also does she just have like yeah. gold all around her and ample that's,
1: yeah so I kind of I kind of dropped the ball not adding that in I'll I'll try to like cover my tracks for that in a in just a okay. minute sorry um yeah no ca- that's fine that's totally fair to call me out on that because after I wrote it I was like damn wait how did she get the gold down there oh well, I'm eh, like this I'll, I'm sh- I'll shoehorn this
0: <laughs> 'Cause like gold doesn't come from magma volcanoes. No,
1: not at all. Not at all. Okay. So let me let me explain to you what her plan is to melt first off to get this gold. So Uh her plan, she's going to because the gold needs to be melted so that she can spray it out of this machine she has designed. Okay. To uh, you know reflecto coat or reflecto seal, all of these buildings in St. Canard. Uh And so she realizes, yeah, I've got to melt down the gold. And what I'll do when I have this melted gold is pour it into this like cement mixer type of contraption, AKA her, her thing that she's designing the schematics for, (laughs) and then she'll spray it. She's trying to design schematics Uh for, um, but she needs a lot of gold to make this work. Cause at first she's like, well, I can't just spray like this object here, this object there. Like if I want to walk the streets of St. Canard, I got to spray the whole fucking city in gold. Um, well, El yeah, Dorado situation, little, <laughs> city right? of gold. Oh my God. How awesome. With, well, besides a few facts that, everyone would die but other than that yes which I'll also touch on that in a second Ooh, okay. um so yeah she's like I need a lot of gold to get this done and where is an ice queen supposed to find such a large quantity of gold I don't
0: know. well
1: where do we find lots of gold in most cartoons that we grew up and know and love in the bank in the bank oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, you got it. You know, <laughs> you watch TV, you get it. <laughs> so not just any bank though, literally every bank. Isis makes a plan to steal the gold from every single bank vault in St. Canard. Damn. Evil. She is fully turned evil. Yeah. She's going to carry out this massive heist so that she can reflect enough heat off of the buildings and the entire city, that it'll keep her and her alone warm any day of the year that she would like, and she can then right. live on the surface. And I will acknowledge that Isis notes fully, like she's 100% aware that the repercussions of this plan will literally make St. Kennard inhabitable for any other living being. Like she knows. So she'll she's be like, alone yeah. again exactly right so at first i'm thinking well can't she just like spray the magma cave so that it's warmer and she's comfortable down there like clearly her objective is no longer to put on a show for people and to to socialize and like get attention from people no like she just wants to not be in a cave anymore like she just wants to literally stick it to the people that drove her underground so again fully evil now, because literally after like saying like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that no one will be able to live here anymore. Quote, unquote, she says, Hey, that's the brakes. <laughs> so yeah, she's, like, she, she knows that this is an elaborate scheme. And she was like, I literally will not push the brakes until every person is dead. Like that's, that's how far I'm going to take.
0: <laughs> like, big Yikes. Okay.
1: Boom, Isis. Now Isis is like Isis and is evil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, end of like um, what you said of that, it's not just like her comfort, but it's also like revenge plan. hmm combo
1: exactly it has turned into more (laughs) revenge than just her being like oh i can't stay warm now it's like yeah kill everyone and keep me warm meanwhile yeah 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 so she knows like this is a very elaborate plot she cannot do this on her own and as far as she can tell now she's the only one locked in this magma cave but you know as she's putting these plans together she starts to notice that there are some underground like bugs in this magma cave who keep kind of like pestering her okay the show calls them fire bugs I Look, I can do a lot of things, but I, I just can't bring myself to call them firebugs. Does that <laughs> exist? I don't know if that exists. I'm going to fucking call them fireflies. I know it's a cartoon. These fireflies are going to do ridiculous
0: things anyway, but it's like, okay, calling them firebugs is just one step too far for me. Afraid right, of all the things you just wildly speculate an entire backstory. And then you're like, firebugs. firebugs no
1: we're calling these fireflies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah these fireflies are like all over this this magma cave underneath the earth's surface for some reason and they happen to be like very militant firebugs, fireflies <laughs> sorry <laughs> like Ugh. they need direction they need a commander to like point them and tell them mm. what to do so this actually may work out quite well for isis she Genius. enlists in their help, you know. She kind of like keys them in on the general, like, broader scheme that she's got. And um, she's thinking, you know, I could actually send you guys up. You use the, the heat that is generated from your butts, your bug butts, <laughs> which again, I, fireflies, whatever uh go into these bank vaults sneak in they can like drill these little holes in the bank vaults sneak into there and the holes are like smaller than what is generally like perceivable by the human eye Mm. so they yeah it's very very quick and easy heist that they can get in and out they light up their butts, <laughs> heating up the entire vault, melting all of the gold down. Oh, OK, I was like, how do you into the, out? Yeah, how, yeah. how do you get it through this little hole? It melts and it Got drains it. into this hole that they drill, where underneath there is a bucket sitting in like the sewers of St. Canard. And it goes, wow. the melted gold will fall into these buckets. The oh. fireflies collectively pick these buckets up. They fly them adorable. through the sewer system where Isis has actually, I see, has actually, I need to get used to calling her I that. See, yeah. I've already said it like a thousand times. We're, already We're flagged. flagged. We're flagged. Okay. Um, so I see has created like a secret passageway within the sewers that connect her magma cave kind of Jesus. to the sewers and to the the surface world. Uh So these fireflies, they'll like fly these buckets of melted gold through the sewers down to Icy. She can like do her experiments. This is now me trying to cover my ass and shoehorn in a reason (laughs) how she was (laughs) able to do that down there. She works on her experiments, figures out the, you know, the perfect balance of, you know, how melted it needs to be or whatever to spray it out of her new contraption. and. They've got a perfect quick and easy heist smooth heist making machine honestly yeah, um and so they do this over and over just one by one taking out every bank in st canard mm-hmm. and um like i mentioned briefly before so the this bandage- time
0: the next recession was caused by her
1: <laughs> now it is her
0: fault this time it <laughs> this- is sorry but
1: but she doesn't care now because she's yeah. gonna kill them all True. anyway now she now she will blame it on herself but like happily she's like yes i <laughs> want to bankrupt that was my this plan. Town. yeah um and so she is storing all of this melted gold these buckets of gold in uh these vanderchill ice factory freezers which like i said the old ice factory is like right above the mm, Magna cave coincidentally now that i think about it though i'm not sure why she would put it back in the freezer after i guess the freezing point is probably very different so it probably whatever lenny come on our show someday and explain the science of these things to us i don't know i'm not a scientist or a science teacher um but this is finally where our favorite hero and his partner i mean sidekick whatever come in <laughs> lover our his lover which Actually, I straight up just, I I call them partners in this episode and yep. the next episode I'm doing, just like, I mean, sidekick partner, AKA hu- whatever. husband, whatever. Yeah. Um, this life. is where DW, Darkwing Duck and Launchpad McQuack come into today's episode, uh, at least today's podcast episode there. If you're watching it on Disney+, Plus, they have already been all up in the episode. I just <laughs> deconstructed it and rewrote it to make it seem like they come because at the we end. Can. Because I can. There's, this is a no rules podcast, my friends. Oh. So Darkwing Duck and LP, I'll just briefly say it's like winter in St. Canard and they're tired of the cold weather. They're trying to plan a vacation somewhere warm, but right as they are getting ready to head back to Darkwing's their house on their house, um, they hear sirens going off in the town, it's police sirens and they decide to follow them to figure out like, okay, one last crime that we can solve before we before vacay. exactly before vacay before we become snow bunnies and head to like, Florida <laughs> or whatever. And so they follow the police to a bank and they kind of sneak in. It's like snowing outside, like I said. So they're like covered in snow and just like sneak into the bank as like if they were snowmen, totally clandestine, well done. Um, And Uh they overhear though, the police talking with the bank security guard who's saying, you know, the vault was totally cleared out. It was emptied. I was standing on guard the whole night though. I assure you, no one could have gotten in or out. Similar to my first Darkwing Duck episode, mm-hmm. Dark, there's just like an un, a seemingly unsolvable bank heist at work here. And so Darkwing is obviously like, well, <laughs> the authorities are having trouble figuring it I'm out. Here. Boom, I'm here, <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. But hilariously, cause he's thinking like, oh, this will be easy. We've done bank heists before, as I think you and I have possibly both covered. Yeah, um, no big deal. We'll solve this in no time and we'll be on the next flight out to our vacation. And hilariously, in like the next scene, you see them like sitting in a bang vault and Darkwing's like 23 days later. <laughs> <laughs> 23 days and still no leads. Still no leads. Because, like I said, this whole like, ice queen and firefly situation is actually like kind of a clean heist deal because they're making holes so small that like if you're just walking around in there you're not going to see it and because Mm. there's no fingerprints fireflies don't have fingers to leave prints behind so you don't have to touch anything they don't have to touch a thing so it is truly like dw thinks he may be in over his head because there are no clues to work with So he and LP decide to just like, honestly, stake out inside of a bank vault in St. Canard. And it's funny, LP is like, well, how do you know we're going to find them this time, DW? Like, how are you so sure? I'm ready to get on vacation. Yeah, we're a month
0: over vacation time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like you said this was going to take two days, honey, and we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) I am pissed. Uh, I'm ready to go. I got a manny and petty for nothing. Um, (laughs) And so DW is like, well, LP, I am a master detective. I'm a master investigator. Obviously, it's got to be this bank. Slash, this is the only bank left in Saint (laughs)
0: Gennard. Anything in it.
1: So we're just gonna stay here until we see something going down. And they do, they chill there for a while. They're like kind of daydreaming about what they're gonna do when they get on their vacation. And then they notice that like the temperature starts to kind of increase in the vault and LP starts like swatting away these fireflies and notices that there's a bug problem in the vault, Mm. but DW, he, I'm gonna. I wasn't gonna add this in, but he brought like a beach, um, like the beach chairs <laughs> the and like towel. umbrella, like visualizing <laughs> himself. Yeah, so he's got like Amazing. sunglasses or whatever, like over his eyes, and he's like napping. Which, dude, you're there to. You're on the job. Make out, yeah, whatever. He's totally in vacay mode, but. uh, <laughs> So he doesn't see like LP swatting at bugs. And Mm. LP's like, DW, you better get a look at this. And DW is just like, not now, LP. I'm trying to like visualize the beach and act like I'm warm. And like, we're not in freezing cold St. Canard. And. as the temperature tries to, in, or starts to increase though, like his chair melts and like his umbrella oh my God. melts. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, now I'm up because something what? is disrupting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it LP? <laughs> um, and he sees, <clears throat> he sees these bugs all heating up. They're all kind of grouped together on one side of the vault heating up their butts (laughs) straight up to like melt down the gold and it it, like instantly becomes like the floor is lava and they're all just like (laughs) jumping around trying to stand on anything like the whole vault is just like essentially catching on fire all of this gold instantly melts down and it sinks right into this hole that the fireflies drilled to get in Mm. And they kind of follow it. LLP and DW are like looking down the hole. Like, okay, well, here we go. Yep. <laughs> and they go down to the sewer system and they see this like trail of melted gold that has been left behind. Mm. I guess the, the fireflies were in a little bit of a rush because they, they knew that they were going to get chased by them by LP and yeah. DW and like spilt a little bit over the edges <laughs> of the bucket, which awkward yeah. because now it gave them like the perfect trail to follow <laughs> Classic, directly to the ice queen. Uh-oh. And so this is when they officially meet Isis Vanderchill. And uh, let me tell you, at first, I told you earlier, Isis wanted to fall in love. She wanted a man. She needed a partner. Oh God. She falls in love with DW on site. I mean, he <laughs> walks in, she's like taking one of these like lava baths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And DW and LP are like, um, excuse me, is someone in here? And she gets out and she like starts to cover herself. But then she looks at DW and like takes the cover off. <laughs> what? turns around like showing her more flattering side (laughs) she like straight up so
0: yeah like she's
1: thirsty she is thirsty i don't know how long she's been down in that cave but
0: damn girl
1: she she is in need of some physical contact let (laughs) me just say that in the most pg way i can say it so like throughout this whole interaction <clears throat> with DW and LP in the cave, she's constantly just batting her eyelashes at DW, blowing oh him gosh. kisses that like freeze on his face. <clears throat> oh my God. And as I mentioned, like happily showing off her more flattering sides <laughs> and LP, LP is visibly like jealous at some points. Okay. <clears throat> I will just say. Really? like You can see it in his eyes.
0: He's like, that is um, my man. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, get your
1: hands off of him. (laughs) Um, And DW obviously is like not cool with just like being like fondled, (laughs) essentially (laughs) assaulted. So he is very apprehensive to Icy's advances. And he asks her like, hey, you know, we followed this trail of fireflies down here who were stealing gold from a bank up on the surface. Do you know anything about them? And Isis is like playing stupid, like, oh no, I have no clue what you're talking about, but maybe like you and I could search around together for that. (laughs) Girl. DW is like well I mean I do want to solve this quick so we can get on vacation and LP is like I don't know like I don't trust this girl Darkwing he like <laughs> grabs Darkwing closer like I'm not <laughs> sure that you should be going off alone Yeah, with solo. her um, and Isis is like she gets a little sad because clearly like DW is not war- <laughs> pun warming up to her uh, the way that she would like for him to so yeah. she like kind of tells them her backstory like, okay, maybe I should like explain who I am so you guys understand like I, down here yeah <laughs> right who the fuck is this frozen massive duck living in this magma yeah. cave who yeah what was like assaulting me um yeah. so she tells them about the botched experiment how she wanted mm. to freeze her face how she was you know known as the ice queen of Saint canard was this performer and you know used to just Essentially run the streets of mm. the surface. And after hearing this, DW's like, okay, I mean, maybe she is just like very lonely down here, and she seems to be very familiar with the cave. So fine, let's partner up. Let's Uh-oh. fucking find these bugs and just get this over with. Um, mm-hmm. LP obviously is very skeptical still, and clearly rightfully. he rightfully <laughs> skeptical, as our backstory has explained. And so they hunt for the fire f- flies. Bugs. I was say <laughs> bugs. Um, but this this hunt, uh, DW wishes it was a hunt and an investigation. Oh no. I see clearly thinks that this is just a date. So she's on the she, hunt. She's on she's on the prowl. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, She's on the, <laughs> the prowl. So they start their hunt prowl investigation at a restaurant
0: (laughs) which like on the surface on
1: the surface they go up to the surface so naturally the whole restaurant's like frozen over oh because I see it's in there and like the poor guests and waiters are like all like shivering like climbing this like mountain of snow to oh get to the table where icy and DW are and then uh-huh. after that they go to search a movie theater aka oh they God. go to the movies <laughs> and again the entire movie theater frozen over um uh-huh. it's so cold that hilariously the writers added this thing in. we're like the movie that they're watching the main characters are like frozen in the movie as <laughs> isis and dw are watching it and it's just funny because at this point dw is like bitch i'm a freeze to death before we find right.
0: these we are not thongs. solving anything right now Yeah,
1: i did not sign up to date you i am happily partnered Which, by the way, he's still trapped in that magma cave. Um, Can (laughs) we get out of there? Anyway, so yeah, as this is happening, LP is uh, able to escape from this cave. And he finds himself in the Vanderchill Ice Factory. And as he is actually investigating, looking for (laughs) these bugs, he sees this as the perfect opportunity, actually, to enjoy a mid-investigation snack. And he, like, starts opening some of these freezers to see what's inside. And thankfully his hunger, it actually kind of saved the day. One of the freezers contained all of these buckets of melted down gold. Mm. So. LP is now like, okay, Isis is obviously up to some shit. I cannot wait to tell DW. He's like so I excited right. that he can expose her. I was right. I gotta go save my man. <laughs> and there's a horror date that I should actually be on. Dinner and a movie sounds great, but whatever. Right, what he
0: ever take me out? God, can we get on
1: vacation so that we can enjoy our date right? time, please? Um, but before LP can leave the factory and catch up with DW, he runs into the firebugs. They catch him and obviously take him hostage. yeah, it's pretty violent, actually, uh, which, well, I'll explain in a second how they uh, capture her or him slash torture him. So one of the bugs, though, it flies back to Isis to tell her that, yeah, we got got key and now you know knowing that lp and dw are inseparable isis is like all right we'll take dw too then because obviously like they're on to it it's only a matter of time the jig is up the game is over torture them uh so by the way um okay so well let me say first she puts she tortures them by trapping them in this like massive block of ice and Uh so by the way a very funny line that they add that the writers added into this episode uh dw as he's trapped in this block of ice he's like well now i bet you're gonna tell us your sinister scheme aren't you and the ice queen is like quote unquote reveal my plan what do you think this is a cheap cartoon (laughs) 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 wow that is just so beautiful um god i yeah, love these writers I, they're amazing so good and so yeah she, instead of explaining her plan she doesn't like she just leaves them she leaves them frozen in this warehouse yeah she's like i'm out i got my gold um uh, my patent pending reflexo coat uh, is good to go and she leaves them to freeze And uh, she goes out back on the streets of St. Canard and starts to execute her plan to completion. But of course, the stellar crime fighting duo of DW and LP, they're able to fight off the fireflies, (laughs) bugs that were, you know, kind of like keeping their tabs on them, trying to keep them locked up and you know they they chase get chased by them for a little bit but eventually trap the fireflies into a freezer at the ice factory yeah so it works and now they are able to go out into the city and face (laughs) the ice queen herself man to duck to duck to duck or i guess lp <laughs> is like a seagull or something what duck yeah. to albatross to duck bird anyway, to, bird to, to bird. bird to bird to bird austin to aaron to alexis so um and then and i'm down to the last few lines here uh-huh. so i'm about i'm about to wrap it up but i have okay. to say In this final battle, right before this final battle between LP and DW and the Ice Queen begins, we see um, what I want to say is probably one of the darkest scenes or just like quick establishing shots in Darkwing Duck and perhaps that we'll cover in our uh, Darkwing Duck arc. So Isis is on the streets of St. Kennard, very happy to be carrying out this plan. She's just spraying this hose, the, the buildings are being covered in gold and obviously it's getting a lot hotter. Mm -hmm. People are like taking off their layers of clothes and everything. Mm -hmm. And after we pan to ISIS in the city, like, you know, it starts with an aerial shot. So you can see that the whole city's covered in gold and Mm -hmm. it like zooms in closely on her and she's just very happy spraying this hose and y'all, we just see bodies laid out on the street underneath her every dozens, like maybe two dozen just Are they like bodies. covered in like gold? No, they're not. So they're not, they're just like, like they die laying there in regular clothing. She's oh still spraying God. gold around and she's literally just like stepping stepping over bodies as she's smiling, saying, like, oh, I would too bad Darkwing couldn't come around. We would have been so good together, like sprays gold, and like people are dying from like heat stroke if she's like stepping over oh, them my straight God. up. No, like it is it was actually jarring. I like my perhaps I was also having a glass of wine while watching this episode, but like I don't think it was just the wine, my jaw dropped because i paused it to like really take it in i'm telling you like two Holy dozen shit. just like saint canardian res like civilian bodies just scattered peppered throughout oh the street God. as she's spraying shits. yeah i can't say for sure that they were dead to be totally fair assume they maybe, are. They, but yeah like let's assume because the temperature was hot enough like pretty sure these people all just died from heat stroke and isis is just like stepping over them as she's like spraying uh... the city very very jarring and disturbing um, um, yeah. dark. Yes. So Yikes. not only is she a thief, she is a straight up murderer. murderer. Obviously, I mean, yeah. I embellished that she also murdered her parents and perhaps some but other like, yeah. chamber of this commerce members, but no, confirming. this is not, exactly. This is intentional murder. Like it, it's not, not because she doesn't have control of her powers. It's because she wants these people dead because they cannot survive in the same climate that she has to survive in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so as she's doing this though, last couple of lines here, DW and LP, they escape from the factory. They're ready to face her head to head they've got Mm. a snowblower or like a snow machine with them. And so, you know, she's like shooting them with gold. They're shooting back with snow or whatever. They're able (laughs) to like clog the hose or whatever Uh, that's shooting out the reflecto coat. And uh obviously yes, great superheroes, awesome quick battle. Um, And essentially they they get her out of there by just freezing her with the snowblower, which Oh. Not really how a snowblower, I mean, the snowblower picks snow up from one place and shoots it to another. So I don't, <laughs>
0: hey, there's a lot of these riders this episode. Ex- there's,
1: Lenny, come on our show and explain <laughs> it to us, please.
0: So, science teacher. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And that's it. So after all of these heists, all of this coating the city in gold DW and LP, they're able to crack the case. They're able to end ISIS Vanderchill. And hilariously, so you know, like I said, they take her down by covering her in snow. Um, mm-hmm. the authorities come and they just like put a carrot on her nose and then carry her off. <laughs> And take her <laughs> to, I assume, the Saint Canard Prison for the criminally untalented, untalented, which for her would be like a death sentence because literally she lived a life as a performer. Oh my so god! So I I'm imagine her and like Tuscardini. Yes, her and Tuscardini are probably in there, literally plotting to take over the world. Oh, absolutely! Um, yeah, and that's it, y'all. That is the legend,
0: the wow. story
1: of Isis Vanderchill, aka the Ice Queen of saint canard <laughs>
0: great work um thank you great backstory i have a question
1: yes please
0: i know you don't uh, have, maybe the answer. I have an
1: answer <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
0: I, know, I know the episode doesn't have an answer but um what happened to the plastic surgeon that yeah right. he was just like oh <laughs> i'm gonna
1: just back out slowly <laughs> run, run 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 yeah <laughs> move to like to you like <laughs> somewhere warm. Some yeah, or actually, no, pressure. he probably moved to somewhere very, very cold so that she would never show up there. Yeah. 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 I don't know. They never say. And also, I don't know, like, was it a plastic surgeon or was it like a scientist? Because the way that she mm. paints it is more as like a science experiment than like a person. Well, no, I guess she mm. calls it a surgery. I forget, but it's, it's like clearly like a science experiment that she was like, "Yes, yeah, sign me up, dude. I'll freeze my face. I'm young wow. and I'll stay like this forever. Yeah, I wonder um, how old she
0: was too by the yeah. time this episode rolled around. Who knows?
1: You know, maybe she actually did freeze herself like in the year 1913 when right. Death Valley was the hottest place on earth. Yeah, and she's yeah. been down there all this time.
0: Yeah, Her and also why did she was new
1: yeah you know there she could have done a lot of things she could have done a lot of things there's a, we've we always talk about this with Darkwing duck there is a point for all of these villains where yes, there's a couldn't. decision point yes she was backed into a corner though and again like she wasn't big on the business side of running the business she was an entertainer so she was not really like thinking all of these like analytical yeah. steps through like yeah, right. um she she was looking at the big picture how do i get what i want um Wow. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. And I love so, that about, profile. about a third of what I just told you is what actually happens in the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other
1: two thirds is me making shit up to try to make Isis Vanderchill even more of an interesting character. Yep, I love it. I love
0: wild um, speculation.
1: Yeah, so I hope everyone goes and watches this episode. All is Fahrenheit and Love and War, season one, episode twenty six, on Disney Plus. Nice, check it out. What year? It was nineteen ninety one. It's October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety one. So yeah, go check it out. Love Isis Vanderchill. I will also note, too, very briefly, and then this is it from me. So she's only (laughs) in this one episode, but in researching her, I learned that Darkwing Duck is also a comic book series that I will very soon be investing heavily in, and she does appear in one comic. Oh, in that also apparently very like kind of briefly. Um, so yeah, like they're literally the extent of what they tell us in this episode is all of the history of. Isis yeah. Um. So that's um, why I was like, well, I'm going to take some creative liberties here because there's nothing else on the record about her.
0: Yeah, you guys can't correct me because right. we don't have the facts. Um. Also, we knew that it was a comic book series because remember, we found Duck Thulu. Oh, that's right. How could I <laughs> forget like, about Duck Thulu? At like, I don't know, probably like 3 a.m., <laughs> At Lenny's bachelorette party when everyone else was trying to fucking sleep, probably. Alexis and I took the kids' room.
1: we literally y'all okay quick <laughs> very quick so now yeah everyone who was at Lenny's bachelorette party knows oh, we're about are so because we were loud as fuck talking about it in the middle of the night while everyone was trying to sleep yeah so we um we recently, I'm just very quickly going to tell this story about our, our us sharing a children's bedroom because <laughs> I think our audience would love to hear this story about yes. us we recently, and we mentioned it recently that we were, uh, at a bachelorette party for our dear, wonderful, close, amazing bestie Lenny, mm-hmm. um, in Nashville. And we had this amazing Airbnb, all these bedrooms. It was a group of like 11 or 12 girl women all staying together. And there were multiple rooms. So, you know, a couple of us had to bunk up and share rooms. And this house was awesome. Like there's a a room with like a trundle bed in the basement and a room with two queen beds and another room with a queen bed and a couple other rooms with queen beds and then there's one bedroom that has these two little twin beds so we like couldn't fit our suitcases. Just, in. we couldn't even fit our suitcases in it was like just like the door the
0: beds and the windows
1: very small like honestly like, pro- like maybe alexis's toes hanging off. off the
0: edge because they were like truly children's beds.
1: truly children's twin size beds. Mm -hmm. And Grace arrives to Nashville before me, but I texted her like, hey, get a room for us. Like, make sure you call dibs. Cause obviously we were gonna stay in the same room so that we could like shenanigate. I just made that word up on the spot Um, with one another, like joking around, annoying the shit out of everyone else in the Airbnb. And I get there and Lenny is like showing me around the Airbnb. And, and I haven't I told her, her what room
0: she, Yeah, have yeah. I was just like, I got queen. us a room. Don't worry about yeah, it.
1: Grace is like downstairs chatting with people while Lenny's upstairs showing me around. And I'm like, okay, cool. Grace got us a room. Lenny shows me this nice room with a, with a queen size bed. Another nice room with two queen size beds. And then we're walking through the hallway. She's showing me a bathroom. And I notice this very tiny room with two twin size beds. And I look at Lenny and I'm like, that's the room Grace fucking picked out <laughs> and he just laughs like yeah literally the two biggest people in this group of women are in the smallest room and like grace said literally my feet were like my toes are like hanging (laughs) off the edge of this bed (laughs) and
0: Alexis came downstairs and was like is that our room and I was like yeah the kids room (laughs) She's just like, God fucking
1: stand it, Grace. And you know, though, it's the most appropriate thing because this yeah. is what we do when we get together. We act like fucking children. We were yep. up until three in the morning, joking around, talking about our podcast, talking about just life in general, comic being books, annoying Duck little Fulu, shit's comic books. Grace a- pulls up a picture Dark of Duck, Duck, Duck Fulu, a character, a villain from a in, uh, one of these Darkwing Duck comics. So uh-huh. this whole story is to say that, my bad, I did know that there were Darkwing Duck comics before. <laughs> Writing about Isis Vanderchill because we were yes. totally lolling over Duck Thulu, and I am demanding that you add a picture of Duck Thulu to <laughs> oh, the video so at good. this point. Slash, also maybe we'll we'll t- uh, tweet it. Slash, post it on Instagram. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm going to invest in those comics because Great. Duck Thulu just sounds like too good of a character.
0: Yeah, to, to pass, pass up, up on. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it will be. <laughs> you make a good call. Uh, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll we'll let you guys know once Alexis gets those. Maybe we'll do a bonus content. She'll review the actual comic books of Darkwing Duck for us, mm-hmm. um, and the tales of Duck I'll add it to my um, Collection. Exactly. But as yeah, as a bonus content. Um, yes. And until then, uh, okay. between now and next week, um, mm-hmm. uh, you should. Tell Who should some they tell about the podcast? Yeah. And I think that. And this is actually obviously all of this Lenny themed stuff of our friend getting married just happened because it's fresh on the mind mm-hmm. we're sitting there at Lenny's wedding Alexis and I or you know at like the bridesmaids table, the wedding party we were both
1: bridesmaids yes yes this we're, we're, for we're sitting at the end mm-hmm.
0: it was a mistake that Lenny made let us sit next to each other <laughs> Yeah. Like at some point during the like beautiful wedding and like the dinner, I just like grab Alexis's arm and I'm like, I have someone who they should tell next week. And she was like, ah. And I was so mad
1: though, because I knew that Grace said that, but that she wasn't going to tell me right then. Yep. Who the who I should who you should tell segment uh-huh. would be because it's gotta be a surprise. So I was equally excited yep. and angry, but yeah, mostly I was, excited. Like
0: I, I probably built it up way too much, but and we're continuing to build it up now. <laughs> yeah, it's like not it's not like a real life one like the other. It's a like weeks tell ago your brother. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> tell your friend the end. Yes. Um, no, I think that um As inspired by that day, our uh, other bestie that we made that um, day—I can't remember her name.
1: Allie, but you,
0: Allie, you should tell your wedding coordinator whether you're getting married or not. Tell the wedding if you're attending a wedding. Find like the day of coordinator, the event planner, the wedding coordinator. Like I promise you, they won't be
1: too busy to talk to you.
0: (laughs) you know what for this they'll make the time because they fucking hustle and you know what? they need a break like they are running around telling people what to do getting a bunch of dumbasses like ourselves in line when they need to be Mm -hmm. so be like hey girl or guy or whatever you're doing a great job you need a little bit time like when you're recovering tomorrow from hustling for this event Just turn Mm -hmm. on Saturday Morning Mysteries. Yeah. Treat yourself. Enjoy it. Treat yourself. So tell a a wedding planner about Saturday Morning Mysteries.
1: (laughs) Whether they are planning a wedding when you see them or not. I don't care. Um, Email them. Nice. Tell them. Or even if if you just have a friend who's a wedding planner and you're listening to this right now, just be like, hey, you're a wedding planner. (laughs) Listen to Saturday Morning Mysteries. Yeah. You're
0: stressed. Go enjoy this. Um,
1: Yeah. So on that note, I would say if you're going to tell a wedding planner, because you're at a wedding, mm. also tell the officiant. Um, <laughs> but don't Good. like, don't wait till the reception because by then like, they're tired. And like, mm. it's been a long day. They're trying to like mingle with people mm. and all that. So instead, wait until the point of the wedding where yes, hey, I at,
0: what's the uh, uh, <laughs> speak I now or something- forever hold your peace
1: yeah something there's a point where the officiant usually asks like speak now or forever hold your peace yeah like does anyone object to this like yeah uh, to this, this marriage and uh, at that point stand <laughs> up and like make sure your chair like creaks against the floors like make maybe an kick it back see kick that shit back i don't <laughs> care if it hits grandma behind Hit you, grandma behind you. <laughs> get up and say i object sir Unless you all listen to Saturday morning <laughs> mysteries on Apple, on YouTube, on Spotify.
0: <laughs> and then just slowly sit just, back down. Like pick up your seat, apologize to grandma. <laughs> yeah. Sorry,
1: grandma. Listen to Saturday morning listened?
0: mysteries. You don't know what a podcast is, grandma. I'll do you. and, like,
1: scratch your seat as you're like sitting back down in it. Uh, yeah, and then just like cross your legs and then like back to the ceremony. And then continue. Boom. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, that, that way you're telling like a hundred people or Everyone.
0: more at once. Yeah. So Good. it's the
1: officiant plus the entire wedding party and <laughs> just like the whole audience. Yeah. Tell them.
0: Perfect. I love it. Um, all right. Let you us know will how it goes. not get kicked out of this family. <laughs> let
1: us know how that goes, please. I'm dying to find out.
0: And remember that we're not liable for anything in your life when you tell people, including losing all of your family and friends, no. but also not, you know, making those bonds stronger. We won't even take credit for that when they all listen and enjoy this podcast. So you're welcome. Exactly. That was on you. You're welcome. Bam. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So, well, see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.